Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you here today. And Rev Z. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. Now, we want to welcome you to episode number six. We're starting to get our feet underneath us here a little bit. And we've actually given this episode a title. We're calling it Order in the Court. I think you'll see why in a few moments here. But uh, before we do get started, I want to do a quick shout out and a thank you to our only sponsor and primary sponsor, the people that make this program possible. Thank you to New Thought Media Network for all that you do and helping to bring forward these great New Thought messages. You can check out New Thought Media folks at their brand new website, ntmedia.org. That's nt media.org new thought media network all right so z this week uh we we called this order in the court and i want to let everybody know that right we don't we don't have a big huge fancy production team here we really do kind of jump in a room and chat for a little while and figure out what spirit wants us to talk about and what we might talk about then we launch into it and let it go and see where it takes us our experience so far is we'll we'll see if we end up at the same point we thought we were going to end up at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the the idea comes, and I'm going to kind of let Rev Z jump in here and explain this to us all a little bit. Uh, order in the court. Where is the order in our lives? And this isn't a legal court we're talking about. This is more like the court of our affairs and the court of our own lives. So, uh, Z, kick us off. Tell us how uh, you started into this path of order today, and uh, and then we'll see where this takes us. Sure, sure. You know, I, I, I woke up this morning, and I had this overwhelming feeling that, you know, I've had this almost two months of, of shuttle in place and stay at home and all of the different name iterations that it's gone through. And I've come up with some good creative ideas and things I want to do, but they're all over the place. And that coupled with trying to deal with the family and work all at the same time, I was feeling a little overwhelmed because I have some good stuff, but there's no order to it. And so, or there's some order, but not enough to create some semblance of comfort. And so I was feeling a little chaotic and I said, okay, Today is my prime day of getting order. And I know some people have done a lot of cleanup since they've been home and did some reorganizing, but order and, and is a different animal, I think. It's, it's like putting things in place. And so you got finances and you know your work life and you, ba- and you balance that with family life and you have to take some time for yourself. So trying to get that in order so we maintain that balance I think is is going to be key when we when we step back out fully into the world with all that's going on right 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I hear what you're saying there for sure. I think for a lot of people, the primary piece in all this is order around our financial affairs. Right? We kind of, all of a sudden, this this hit a lot of people, I think. I know it did. It hit a lot of people by surprise. A lot of people took the advice of uh, health professionals and governments and stayed at home and started to change how we do things and when we do things. And uh, for me, especially, uh, certain avenues of income just started drying up. And I know that's true for a lot of people. So, okay, the government stepped in, we've got some stimulus packages running, uh, more people are able to claim unemployment now than ever before. But we know that's not sustainable. Exactly. And um, so I guess one of the, the questions, you know, what's ha- what it, uh, where what's your perspective been? What have been your practices to start moving the financial aspects of your life into a little more order during this time? Well, you know, I think first and foremost for me has been to find these I would say two things, really. The frivolous things, the things that I I do that I could do without, or they I like them and they're important, but but I could I could shuttle that money somewhere else. And the other part is to kind of look at your finances and see where your money is going. I mean, I, I was looking and I had uh, ordered a, a, a magazine that was reoccurring and i'm like i don't even read that magazine you know that was that was a a a 20 buck savings right there that wasn't a whole lot but as i go through there are places that we get habitually addicted if you will for lack of a better word to spending or signing up for these sources uh whether it's uh netflix although that's been a very good source in this time but you know, these reoccurring payments that you pay for and you may have intention, okay, after my first year, I'm going to cut it off, but you don't. And so you wind up with three or four of those things and that's a few hundred dollars if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. Five bucks for an app, five bucks a month here for an app or there for something else, mm-hmm. a subscription to a group or uh, everybody gives you every kind of opportunity to spend a few bucks on their monthly subscription. It does add up for sure. And uh, for me, one of the things that I've experienced during this, it's actually been very, very helpful and beneficial. I forget when this first started and uh, probably almost 20 years ago now, my wife and I were joking about, you know, the day will come, we can run our entire lives from a laptop on the beaches of Fiji. Mm -hmm. And we can. I don't know the last time I've been inside a bank. I don't need to. And, but what this time has given me is a chance to not only evaluate where I am spending money, but evaluate how I track the money that I have to spend. Yes. And what I, what that, for that, me specifically, it's around uh, tithing and it's around our donations to charitable organizations to the people that we love that are that are have been displaced and need some financial support right now, uh, and and where we draw our, our parameters around that. What's what's a reasonable dollar amount? We've my wife and I we're, we've become pretty big tippers in the online music world. People mm-hmm. 
throwing these free concerts and all this. And we have, we've set up automatic transfers that uh, every time something goes into one of our primary bank accounts, our income accounts, we've got an automatic uh, process where 10% of that goes into our tithing account. Nice. And that way I don't ever really have to question can I support this organization? Can I support this person? I, I hit, I hit their PayPal link and I make sure that I pull from that tithing account, that account that's got that tithe money in it. Mm-hmm. Now there are some that would say, Oh, that's supposed to go mm-hmm. where it spiritually feeds you. That should go to your church. And, and I want you to know that my church gets plenty of money. Um, they, and, uh, and a lot of other churches do too. Mm-hmm. In today's market, I'm able to to be inspired by several churches across this country, by new, un, so many different people and ministers, musicians, that we've found ourselves contributing more more often to more people than when we were just writing our weekly tithe check to just our spiritual community. Right. And and you know you you brought up a point there that is in line with this uh and when you said apps and financial apps i was i was thinking you know i have all these different cash apps and zill and all these different things and you know it would be nice to hone that into one thing to manage it a lot better because everybody has something different and that's going to always be the course but in terms of how i choose to manage my finances with with these tools because pretty much right now we're in a cashless society you know i i i don't the only time i carry any cash is if somebody gives it to me <laughs> and or i don't want somebody to know where i'm spending my money <laughs> right, exactly exactly because other no. than that it's just more convenient to do it on a credit card or a debit card exactly and and even doing that online yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, uh, as a minister, you know, this uh, tax season can be a, a, a living, uh, I was going to say hell, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe in a hell other than a, that of our own making. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so let's put it this way. Tax season used to be hell. Yeah. Well, I um, think I made one right now because I haven't finished mine yet. So I, I kind of made one for myself. <laughs> but what we've done is we've got, you know, it, no longer am I restricted to just one or two bank accounts. Yep. We've got a dozen different accounts it, with our bank, uh, a, account for tithing, savings, children's savings, other things. It is so easy to keep track of where, when the money comes in and where it goes and that by doing some extra work early on with online banking, it's made my tax season a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything that went into that account is income. And everything that came out of that account is expenses. Yeah. Uh, I keep my family, right? Now, we should all be doing this, right, folks? No matter right. how big our organization is, we should keep some separation in the financials between our, our house and right? Let your business pay you. Don't just take money out of your business account. But there's so many ways today to 
to organize ourselves, not just financially, but our work life as well. And right, we we've talked about this, the the balance between work and family and 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 how do we bring and how are you bringing some order to uh, as you kind of started this episode, all the ways that you're being pulled, family, work, um, our our service work, our, the work that's putting money in the in the bank account. What's been the the key for you to develop or maintain the order that you had before this, uh, as you, as we've been going through this? Yeah, well, you know, I think one thing, you know, I'm sure everybody is is familiar with the old date night. Um, that whole concept of basically saying I will carve out some time to put towards this event, this thing, this person uninterrupted. Um, and so that's one of the things that I'm trying to do a couple of times uh, is, is to set aside time to uh, spend with my son and set aside time to spend with my wife. Uh, since we're all in the house now roaming around and running over each other and trying to keep separation because it gets, it gets quite interesting when everybody is on a, on a meeting and you need space so you don't bleed over into theirs or vice versa. So I think setting aside some time for those, uh, meetings, dates with your folks, or, you know, like one of the things I got planned this weekend, me and my son. We're going to get up early uh, Sunday morning, I mean, Saturday morning, and we're going to go fishing. Hmm. Um, and whether we catch anything or not won't even matter, although I hope we do, but we're going to go out early in the morning. It'll be nice and quiet, and we'll have a meditative fishing experience. So that's one of the things we're doing is trying to carve out that time. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Carve it out and then make it non-negotiable. Yes. This is not something that... Oh well, you know this meeting, this work meeting's coming up, and and I'm I'm afraid we ain't gonna make rent, so I'm gonna take that meeting and blow off my family. Got to make these things non-negotiable, and and the same goes for work balance too, right? Um, yes, I, I've found over the past several months that there's really two type of two types of people in the world: those that are adamant about the appointments they make. And those that are sort of wishy-washy about them. Now, I'll be, I'll be straight up. Some people, I'm pretty adamant that, man, I set this time, I'm going to be there. There's other conversations that sometimes are a little more, eh, they'll happen when they happen. Right. But I think we need to be clear uh, with everybody that, hey, this is important. This is something that needs to happen. And I'm going to, I'm going to be non-negotiable around this meeting, around this activity. I'm going to be here. Of course, there's always, you know, sometimes need for, for renegotiations, uh, water pipe breaks or something that out of control happens. However, I'm still going to be there. Right. When, if I say 11 o'clock and that's a solid appointment, boy, you know, I'm going to be there at 11. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people are, are struggling with that. They're struggling with, well, this meeting ran late, so this meeting got pushed off, and now I'm going to, again, blow off my family instead of getting out there, instead of uh, to take this business call, rather right. than setting a boundary with business and saying, my workday is done, folks. It's 6 o'clock on a Friday night. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not taking any more work calls. 
And, 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 you know, like you said, there are always those cases where that may be the case where you have to get, or you do get called over, but then there's two op, there's two things you can do to make that, that move a lot smoothly. You can call the person you're supposed to be and say, Hey, I got tied up in this meeting. So they know ahead of time, you don't just start, come in 20 minutes late and say, Oh yeah, I got stuck in the meeting. You let them know that I'm still in this meeting. Do we need to reschedule or can we still, I'm, I'm leaving now and then right. go down that path. Or you can tell, you know, if it's a very important meeting, you can say, look, I have a meeting at six. I can give you another five minutes. Let me call, make some other arrangements. But B, I guess what I'm really saying is to be very intentional about how you go beyond or break appointments, if you will. Right. Yeah. So that people are, you don't let, make an assumption that somebody's going to understand that you're late because you were in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a uh, order is, uh, you know, for me, I, I want to remember this. When I first got into this whole thing with science of mind and religious science, new thought philosophy, one of the things that I was taught is that uh, of, and I don't remember them all at the moment, right? The, but the seven terms for God and love, light, beauty, order is always in that list. And yeah. no, no matter what philosophy we believe, right, folks, when we start looking at what are the divine aspects or the aspects of the divine, well, every, every divine being I have ever been introduced to, love is central. Love, light, beauty, truth, order, health, well-being. I know that's not right, but <laughs> sounds sounds cool stuff. But that's pretty close, right? And yeah. we're talking we're talking about order today. So, if order is a divine principle, if it's one of the universal laws that there is an order in the universe, and that order that we have the opportunity to align with that it would seem to me like the best way to do that is to get serious about my spiritual practices yes yes and I, you know you know as you were leading into that is this whole idea of multitasking right some you know don't double dip when when you're going to make time for your spiritual practice make time for your spiritual practice and not try to couple it with something else yes because without those spiritual practice being solely dedicated or without that work being solely focused on the work you create a problem right. of, of doing everything halfway and not anything fully Exactly. I think you hit the magic button of the day because we got the bell ring. That means that means God says you're on the right path. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> you know, folks, it's it's so much fun to be able to do have these conversations because the truth is, like I said at the top, we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know where it's going to take us. And the idea isn't to provide you with some super programmed pre overly polished, overly produced, uh, conversation, but to give you a chance to eavesdrop in on some, some real conversations and, uh, and the way that minister, at least 
in my relationship with my friend Elzia here, we come to some pretty interesting conclusions by following these paths of exploration. And that's part of what we're encouraging you to do as well. Figure out, well, what's going on in my life? What is it I really want? And then we get to double down and dive into our spiritual practices to support us in making that happen. Exactly. You know, Z, I guess I haven't asked this of you in our time together. This is what, episode six. And I don't know that we've had this conversation, but if if you only had one, pra- if there was only, if you were only allowed to to speak to God through one form or another, what what would it be for you? Ooh. Um, I would. I, I it's hard to pick one, so I'm going to give two. I want to break the rule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. It would be. Uh contemplation and dream and dream okay right on contemplation and dream because for me contemplation uh it allows me to take a topic or a subject or an issue and just not looking necessarily for an answer but to play it out to let it play out and let it reveal what it needs to reveal to to help me get that inspiration or that divine spark from 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 the divine mm. and and in terms of the dreams you know i i i work with uh some dream Jungian dream analysts uh for for a long time and done some work with some some really powerful people on dreams and i can definitely set myself up before i go to sleep to kind of seed a dream or seed an issue so that it pops up in the dream where, where my subconscious and conscious mind kind of flow together and, and get a better insight into that thing. Gotcha. Now we should have rang the bell on that one too, where the conscious, <laughs> where the conscious and the subconscious blend together. I love that. Yeah. Because at that point in that dream state, you're not in control. Right. Right. Exactly. It just flows. The, 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 the merging of those things that are conscious and somehow get matched up or mapped into those things of the unconscious where you begin to reveal any, any congruencies or any inconsistencies that might show up. And it gives you a chance to kind of look at them as an observer. So you, you, you can be objective, I mean, a subjective about it, and you don't have to be objective. Uh, did I say that wrong? Yes, I did. But I don't have, I'm not attached to it in a dream. It just, it's just happening. It's unfolding. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's part of what I love about the visioning process. Uh, for me, for me the primary, my primary practice is visioning. I, I love doing my prayer work. I love uh, the various forms of meditation that I engage in. Uh, like you, I, I, it would be really actually impossible to say there's just one. Uh, however, if I only have, if I, if I know that, hey, I've overbooked myself and I've got 20 minutes here to recharge and reinvigorate myself and get myself back into 
a semblance of order, if you will, before my next event or meeting, I turn to that visioning process. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's a great combination of uh, a little bit of direction because I'm using the same questions. I know what comes next, uh, but a whole lot of empty open space to just let whatever it is that flows through to flow through. Yeah. No editing of what's coming through, no judgment about what's coming through. I just, I, I write down everything I experience and I figure and sort it all out later. I let my human mind deal with it at another time. I let my divine mind pour through the inspiration in this moment. And, and I can tell you, I've, well, I've spent a lot of, uh, right before a meeting, I've spent a lot of time in, uh, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but spent quite a bit of time in public bathrooms right before an important meeting, just being in the stillness of, of five minutes of what's the highest vision here for this experience, mm -hmm. for this opportunity. What's the highest vision that wants to emerge here? And, and I don't always get the answer in those five minutes, but I always get the answer before that meeting's over. That's for sure. Right. And, 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 and what that brings to mind, you know, we, we, we're looking at the, at the, uh, the last thing we're talking about, the spiritual practice here, and it brings to mind the, the, the principle of the seventh principle of, uh, for those who are familiar with Stephen Covey's seven habits, uh, you know, the seventh habit is sharpening the saw, you know, and, and he has this phrase, you know, you can't cut wood with a dull saw. And, for him, and, and, and I think it's very aptly put, sharpening the saw means taking care of yourself, which is in that realm of uh, mind, body, heart, and soul. And it gives us a chance to, to check in with ourselves and make sure, you know, that we're eating right or we're exercising and getting enough sleep and relaxation. And, and, and from the mind standpoint, are, are we reading good material? Are we taking courses that will expand our horizons and 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 in our heart are we building strong relationships or are we are we giving in service or are we helping others uh and 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 a really good one are we laughing enough are we too darn serious that we can't even laugh uh that all opens up the heart and and for the soul which is what we were just talking about in in relationship to this seventh habit the prayers and meditations and visioning and, and journaling, you know, that helps us keep the sharp saw so that we can put the wood in order as we cut it and, add, and, and have the ability to cut it to make sure that we're moving in, 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 a, in a sound direction and we're happy with the direction that we're moving in. Yeah. And I, I love this analogy because sharpening the saw, it's not the same as just sharpening a knife. Sharp. Sharpening a knife, you've got one movement, one stone, and it'll, it can happen fairly simple. It's all the same. What, yeah. we're what we're talking about here, folks, is you've got to sharpen the practice. You've got to spend time in self-care, in support of all of your practices. So uh, I spent a few summers uh, sharpening, sharpening chainsaws. When I was a younger man, worked on a trail crew for a, a mountain resort and spent a few summers and sharpening a chainsaw takes a lot longer because you got to sharpen every tooth. 
and yeah. you can't, it's not as quick as a knife. You spend time and we would spend time every morning. It was part of our day. It was part of the job. You spent a good half hour, 40 minutes, sometimes an hour, and you sharpened every tooth of that saw before you went up on the mountain. And, uh, and you made sure you did every single tooth. You never miss one. So are we sharpening our family relationships? Are we sharpening our work commitments? Are we sharpening our financial awareness? Are we sharpening all of the various practices and aspects of our life? I believe as we do that and as we give that attention, then we're going to create demonstrations in our lives as well. Absolutely. Because as, as that one saying goes, order is the first law of heaven. And so as we begin to put these things in order, we begin to, to, to create heaven on earth because we, we have practices and we have relationships and we have ways of maintaining them that gives us a sense of order so that we can go through the day and face any problem we may be having. Mm -hmm. Yes. There it is, folks. Order is the first law of heaven. I think we have found our spot in, in the flow here this afternoon. Thank you, Z. <laughs> uh, and looking up at the big clock on, on the wall there, folks, we have effectively invested another half hour of our time in what we trust is a great conversation for you. I know I had a good time, Z. How about you? Oh, as always, man, it's always great to explore the universe and the mind of God. Exactly. So folks, thank you so much for being with us. Remember, we are sponsored by New Thought Radio, ntmedia.net. Check out New Thought Radio and the New Thought Media Network. We'll be back again next week with more ministers talking shit. Until then, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other sh** our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.